Welcome to Beer Sports and Whatever. My name is Michael, the Hebrew Hammer Brown, and I am so beyond excited, elated to have everybody here for tonight's episode number 120. To our listeners and our fans on Facebook Live, you're going to notice that the format of Beer Sports Whatever looks a little bit different this week. And that is due to some of the most exciting news I've had on Beer Sports Whatever since our inception back in 2018. It's that Beer Sports is what Beer Sports Whatever has agreed to become on the platform of a new venture called the Basketball Podcast Network. And I cannot tell you how excited we are to be partnering with the Basketball Podcast Network. We are going to be bringing you shows twice a week. We're going to be going live on Facebook, on Twitch, on Twitter, like beer sports, whatever is blowing up. And it's all thanks to the amazing team over at the Basketball Podcast Network. We are going to be bringing you content like you have never seen or heard before. We are going to be your one-stop shop for content that can only be found here at beer sports, whatever. So you're going to hear me plug our new platform, the Basketball Podcast Network, as you can see in the top right corner, which I think is the coolest damn thing in the entire world. I'm sorry, you're going to see me smiling from ear to ear tonight because we get to be a part of the amazing team over at TBPN. We've got Rockets. We've got Texans. We've got Astros. I've got beer in my Rockets glass. We have a funeral for James Harden as a Rocket tonight. We've got Astros talk. We're going to talk beer. We're going to talk about the greatest piece of chicken Parmesan I had last week. I want to tell you all about it. And I want everybody to keep, you know what? I got a comment section. I got all these new cool things. I got banners. I got brands. I got music. We got intro videos. It's the most coolest thing in the entire world. So let's have some fun and let's get this party started. So be a part of the team. This is the most interactive podcast in the city of Houston. If you have a thought, let me know, baby, because I got this comment section is going to be on and pop pin. So let's get it started. The Houston, first of all, beer of the week in today's glass is Shiner Light Blonde. It's delicious. It's fantastic. As you can see, I do have rockets on my glass, and I'm wearing black tonight for the funeral of James Harden. Ryan Davis, I see you are not on load management tonight because you get to be here for the first episode on the Basketball Podcast Network. Like, we haven't made this announcement as of yet because it literally just came together very recently. So thank you all again for being here. All right, James Harden got traded. So many people texted, emailed, not emailed, texted, tweeted, Mike, are you okay? Is everything going to be okay? Let me tell you something, okay? I cannot believe I'm going to say what I'm going to say right now, but I'm glad he's gone. To the number of times that he's been defended on this platform, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. I'm not going to say that I was wrong because I wasn't wrong, right? Like James Harden is the second greatest basketball player to ever play for the Houston Rockets organization. Uh, it's not even close. The best, bas- second best basketball player to ever play for the Houston Rockets. 
And before I get into the trade details and get into all that, I want to give this little monologue about James Harden. Okay, so bear with me. James Harden, I love to death as a rocket for the majority of his career. Okay. For the majority of his time here, yeah, he went out. Yeah, he, you know, he he went, you know, bad. You know, he okay. So this really cool thing, like anytime somebody makes a comment that I really want to show. I can show it right here on the screen. And as Ryan points out, he feels bad for the strippers of Houston. Like, yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's a very fair statement. But one thing is James Harden, for the eight years that he was here, we're not going to count this year because this year really doesn't count. He gave his all to the city of Houston. I really do believe that. He was a part of a Rockets organization that good for the Houston Rockets that they were the only team that had the NAD, had the gumption to go up against the Golden State Warriors. And James Harden was a huge, huge part of that, right? And for all the people out there that I'm not going to defend him anymore after tonight, but tonight is the funeral of James Harden as a Houston Rocket. So come in, have a great time with beer, sports, whatever. Crack open an orange juice or an apple juice or a, you know, a, a cocktail. It's been a long week for, for everybody. Uh, and come talk basketball with us. Look, as a Houston Rocket for his career, James Harden averaged 29.6 points per game, 7.7 assists per game, six rebounds, 36% from three. That number is incredible. Those numbers are incredible, right? Everybody wants to say, oh, he choked in the playoffs. He sucked in the playoffs. Okay, you know what? Here at the Basketball Podcast Network, we only hit you with facts, okay? So I'm going to hit you with the facts, and then I'm going to hit you with the opinion. In the playoffs, James Harden, 28.4 points per game, two steals per game, 7.1 assists per game, 5.7 rebounds per game, 32% from three, okay? Now, we've talked enough numbers because Austin Barber makes a fantastic point here. He says, blah, 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 where's the ring? He's not wrong. In the last five elimination games for the Houston Rockets in the playoffs, James Harden is one in four. That's completely, it was unacceptable. I say that it is unacceptable, but he's no longer a rocket. Like, he's he's gone. James Harden is goodbye. He has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. In my opinion, was it time to move on? No, it wasn't. It's going to be an unpopular opinion, but people are going to say, well, no, it was time to move on because he bashed his teammates. And Lewis Brown, who's going to be an individual that comes on this show many times, you know, he is the godfather of beer sports, whatever. I think they could have gotten more in this trade. The, the trade is, let's go with the trade breakdown of James Harden. James Harden went to the uh, Brooklyn Nets. The Houston Rockets received four first-round picks, and they're unprotected. For people who don't know what unprotected is, it has nothing to do with the bedroom. Uh, it is a – that means that there's no contingencies on the pick. Like if Brooklyn picks number 21 or number one, the Rockets get those picks in 2022 – 2024 and 2026 plus pick swaps in 2021, 2023, 2025 and 2027. In the words of Lewis Brown, he hates draft picks and so do I because he may not be alive to see when the team know, you know, when the team is good, which is a fair assessment by him. Uh look, the the Rockets also, uh, excuse me, the the Cavaliers received Jared Allen and Torian Prince. I would have loved for the Rockets to have received Jared Allen, who's a center from the University of Texas. Uh, I would have loved to have seen the Rockets get him in this. 
But here's the other part of this trade is that the Rockets were, were to receive Karis LeVert from the Brooklyn Nets. And then they flip Karis LeVert to Indiana for Eric, or excuse me, for Victor Oladipo. Now, Victor Oladipo went to the University of Indiana. He's a Hoosier for our friend of the show, Greg Cohen. So they end up getting uh, Victor Oladipo, good player. He's averaging 20 points and six rebounds per game. Uh, look, as a whole, this feels like a total salary dump for the Houston Rockets. James Harden was making $41 million per year, and Victor Oladipo, they only brought in $20 million. This feels to me like the owner of the Rockets found a way to dump salary as a part of this trade. Everybody knows that Tillman Fertitta is hurting right now financially. He's a guy where a lot of his money is tied up into assets, casinos, restaurants, and COVID-19 has completely decimated all of those uh, industries. So it's tough. It, it's a tough situation for him, and I hear that. But as a fan of the team, I don't give a damn about any of that. I don't care about his money woes. That means nothing to me. If you don't have the funds to put a, <clears throat> a competitive team on the court, then don't own the team. That, that's where I come in for a salary dump that it is. Now, general manager Raphael Stone, you know, he did, a, he did a, a decent job with this trade, but I don't think he did a great job with this trade. I think the Rockets did not get enough uh, assets back in this trade. The, the draft picks are nice. The salary uh, flexibility that this team now has is nice, I guess. But at the end of the day, it really, the Rockets are no longer contenders without James Harden. To me, this is highway robbery for the Brooklyn Nets. This is, this is a total no-brainer. They give up three role players, four draft picks, and four draft swaps. They're betting on the trio, the crazy person that is Kyrie Irving, to pair with Kevin Durant and to now have James Harden. The Brooklyn Nets are now the favorite in the Eastern Conference. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Um, now, one thing yesterday that maybe not a lot of people saw was DeMarcus Cousins, who was the backup center for the Rockets, going totally nuclear on James Harden before this trade went down. He said that James Harden was being disrespectful with the, the comments that he had after the game the other night, saying that this team just wasn't good enough. And he's right. It was disrespectful. It absolutely was disrespectful. Uh, but now that James Harden is gone, this is now a team that belongs to uh, the – Christian Wood and Jay Sean Tate. Now, Ryan Davis makes a comment and he says the Nets have hardened, but at what cost the bench is decimated. I, I agree. I, I think that their bench is decimated, but I also think that they have enough players on that team between role players with DeAndre Jordan, uh, Joe Harris, uh, and uh, DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris, and they've got uh, one other guy that I can't remember right now. But their GM has also said that they are going to – uh, continue to make trades, you know, throughout the season. Austin says only way the Nets go all the way is if there's balls on the court. I think there's only one ball on the court, Austin. So I think that would be uh, sort of difficult for that to happen. Um, now, you know, Eric Gordon comes out and he says, obviously you could tell from the summer and since the season that he didn't want to be here, which to me just shows that he was just not being a professional. He wasn't being a guy that the rest of this team could look up to. Now, is that right? Is that wrong? He's an individual. He's somebody that he has his own 
Uh, Landry Shaman. Thank you, Pops. Thank you for joining the show. Landry Shaman is a player for them that, you know, he, he's a good player. You know, he's a really good player uh, for them, and he's going to be good for what they want to do. But Eric Gordon says, uh, for us, I think it gives us a chance to have a real direction. Everyone else on the team can now hone in and not worry about his situation, which is such a shame because James Harden was just being a distraction for this team. That's all he was. He was being a guy that the rest of the roster couldn't look to, and he showed it. Through, throughout five games, he was only averaging 17 points per game. He was going to the line five less times per game. At this point in the season compared to last season, he had given up. And at this point, I think the only issue that I have with the trade of James Harden was I think they could have waited a little bit longer, you know, a couple more weeks till the trade deadline, which I believe is in early um, March. And uh, if they would have waited till then, I think they could have gotten a little bit more. Ryan asked, do you think any of this would have happened if they would have just given him the coach that he wanted? Well, considering that he just wanted to go onto social media and act like a little baby and no cap, uh, you know, Maybe if he would have just come out and said, I wish we would have hired co you know, this type of coach, that I don't think that would have been an issue. But the thing is, and, and we're going to get to the Houston Texans in a little bit and the dumpster fire that is the Texans organization. And it, this ties in with what Ryan you know, just asked with if he would have just given him the coach that he wanted. Well, how much say do you want your star players to have in your front office? You know, To be fair, James Harden, Lewis Brown and I are two of the biggest Rockets fans you will find, period, end of story. We sit in the nosebleeds when we go to games. We are the guys that are screaming at the top of our lungs, you know, at these little figures on the court, you know, we're diehard fans, right? But James Harden never took us to an NBA championship. Daryl Morey never took us to an NBA championship. Not one, never got there. Now, they did go up against the, the dynasty that is the Golden State Warriors, I think it was just time to, to move on. Alex Brown, very dear friend of the show, asked, would you move Oladipo? You know, to be honest with you, I think it depends on what we can get. It, you know, Victor Oladipo, Eric Gordon, and P.J. Tucker are going to be three guys that you look at and you say, what can you get on the open market? You know, with a guy like Victor Oladipo, who has stated publicly that he wants to go to the Miami Heat, you know, can you get a guy like a Kendrick Nunn from Miami? I would really like Kendrick Nunn. Young assets are what this Rockets team needs more than anything right now. You look at the game tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. In the first half, the Rockets are playing without Eric Gordon and John Wall. The Rockets were up by three points on a San Antonio Spurs team that is six and five on the young season. The Rockets are playing tonight like they're a team that they're only down by two points with three minutes left in the in the third quarter. The Rockets are playing tonight like they have gotten the, the weight off of their back. You can see it. It's not even, you know, it's clear as day. The Rockets did not want James Harden to be a part of their, their organization anymore. And so hopefully this starts something fun and exciting for the Houston Rockets moving forward. But if they're going to trade any of these assets, they have to be able to get young pieces that they can use on this roster, you know, moving forward. Are they going to win the NBA championship this year? No, probably not. Um, you know, Ryan says, if we would have won the 17-18 team, do you think Harden would have been content with one ring, regardless of the team around him? And would he have retired a rocket? Probably. Uh, honestly, 
you know, we still have some some Texan stuff to talk about, but as long as the Rockets are are up, once again, this is episode number 120 of Beer Sports Whatever on our new platform. Uh, Beer Sports Whatever was invited to be a uh, show to, uh, you know, be recorded and be published on the Basketball Podcast Network, uh, which is a new venture through Amaze Media Labs. It's such a blessing. Thank you, everybody who watches, listens on a, on a weekly basis. I literally would not be here. Uh, the show would not be here without you. Uh, to answer your question, Ryan, probably if the Rockets would have found a way to win a championship, he probably – look, if the Rockets would have won in 17 and 18, Chris Paul wouldn't have been moved. Uh, Chris Paul would more than likely still be a Houston Rocket, and James Harden would probably still be a Houston Rocket. So Clint Capella would probably still be a Houston Rocket. Uh, so to answer your question, yeah, he probably would stay here and he probably would retire a rocket. The other thing that's so crazy about this story is I don't think James Harden really grasps the idea of public perception. He's opening a restaurant named <laughs> 13 that it, it's almost like when, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stephanie Curry's wife uh, opened a, uh, a barbecue restaurant here that lasted about six months. I ate there once. It was awful. Uh, but James Harden is opening a restaurant called 13 here in the city of Houston. And he uh, it's getting flooded with terrible reviews. I don't blame people. I really don't. I mean, people are just going to be upset with James. Um, so, well, you know, it, it is what it is. Getting to uh, – we'll get back to Rocket Stock towards the end of the show. Uh, our episodes now are going to last between 30 and 45 minutes. Uh, get really excited moving forward because there's so many different awesome things that we can do. Uh, with StreamYard, which is where Beer Sports Whatever will be uh, published from now on. Uh, it's going to be really cool. So get really excited about that. Uh, the Houston Texans uh, news. What the hell is going on with the Texans? Like, I, I really just don't understand what could possibly be going on with the Texans right now. You pissed off your, your uh, franchise quarterback, which, I, I mean, holy hell. Like the one guy that he wants you to interview, you wait three weeks into the coaching search in order to get an interview with Eric Bieniemy. So that's crazy. Um, Alabama is finalizing a deal with former Houston Texans coach Bill O'Brien. Look, I actually think it's a pretty good move for Bill O'Brien to go be the new OC, the offensive coordinator uh, with the uh, Crimson Tide. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Renee Brown chimes in and says unlucky 13 for James Harden's new venture. She's not wrong about that. Uh, but look here, I want to run through a list real quick, um, of Texans notes since Cal McNair took over the Texans for his father. May he rest in peace. Uh, Cal McNair fired Brian gain less than 18 months after he was essentially handpicked by coach Bill O'Brien. Uh, he didn't hire a replacement for gain instead choosing to give O'Brien more control of the personnel after the Patriots filed tampering charges because the Texans requested permission to talk to Casario, uh, waited until after the franchise tag deadline to trade Jadavion Clowney. So the team could not get full value. He traded two first round picks for dolphins, Laramie Tunsil. One of those picks will be the number three overall pick. Really exciting. Uh, made O'Brien general manager in addition to head coach. Traded DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals for running back David Johnson. Agreed to take on David Johnson's contract, which paid him more than $11 million. Made Tunsil the highest paid offensive tackle in NFL history 
by $4 million more than the previous high. Fired O'Brien four games after he had been named general manager. Do I honestly need to continue to go on? Texans fans, how do you continue to, to uh, pay your money to go to these Texans games? How do you continue to buy the jerseys? Why do you continue to support such a franchise that at this point, their entire front office should be lit on fire from a job standpoint? Cal McNair, sell the team. You are god-awful. Miami's own uh, Andre Johnson went to social media this week and says, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I stand my ground. The Texans organization is known for wasting players' careers. Since Jack Easterby has walked into the building, nothing good has happened in or for the organization. For some reason, can't seem to see what's going on. Pathetic. He's not wrong. He's absolutely not wrong. Ryan Davis says Clowney's full value is a 12-count, nothing bunt cakes box. Dude is constantly hurt. At the time, he wasn't constantly hurt, so I don't think that is fair to assess there. Now, I do think the Texans got it right with the hiring of Nick Casario. Uh, he's by far one of the most qualified personnel guys who wasn't a uh, general manager as of yet, so I actually think the Texans got a pretty good guy, but he's connected to this Jack Easterby who's getting paid $3 million a year to uh, – to do what? Like, what is he? He's the team chaplain. He must have something on the McNairs. He must have nude photos of the McNairs or something is going on behind the scenes. Uh, Ryan Davis says when Dre speaks, listen from DeAndre Hopkins. He's absolutely correct. DeAndre Hopkins, or excuse me, um, Andre Johnson is one of those guys. When he talks, you listen. Uh, Nick Casario was also given a $6 million a year contract, six years, $36 million. For a guy who has never, ever been a, a general manager before, absolutely ridiculous. It's it's absurd, uh, the fact that that is happening uh, there. Also, it came out today that Deshaun Watson found out that the Texans hired Nick Casario from ESPN. You couldn't even He couldn't even find out from the front office that he a general manager had been hired. His problem is... The Texans' problem is they told Deshaun Watson, you're going to have a seat at the table for these, these talks. But then they didn't give him a seat at the table and they didn't talk to him. So the pro- the, you can't be in the gray here. Either he has a seat at the table or he doesn't have a seat at the table. Now, as a Dolphins fan, I would absolutely love to see Deshaun Watson in Miami. Is it going to happen? No, probably not. But I think it has some sort of shot at happening. When you're talking about the Houston Texans, you're talking about a team that is absolutely a dumpster fire from the outside looking in. Deshaun Watson's pissed off at the organization. J.J. Watt is pissed off at the the organization. And I don't blame him. I don't blame any of them for being absolutely disgusted with the way that that is going down right now. For my boy, Austin Barber, who is up in the uh, comment section tonight, thank you for listening, as always. The Houston Astros are in the news this week. Right-handed relief pitcher Pedro Baez has agreed to a two-year contract with the Houston Astros. The deal includes an option, sources said, and has a number of escalators and a buyout. It is expected to fall in the $12 to $14 million guaranteed range. Baez, former Los Angeles Dodger, uh, originally signed out of the Dominican Republic in 07. Baez has posted a 3.03 ERA and a 3.08 strikeout-to-walk ratio and 355 career appearances. Uh, Okay, so great 
uh, pick up by the Houston Astros. So the Astros picked up a relief pitcher. They are also the front runner to sign Cuban outfielder Pedro Manuel Leon. Uh, $4 million per year. Uh, he's an outfielder that has a ton of upside. So that's awesome for the Houston Astros. On defense, he has the tools to stay in center field and displays a strong and accurate arm. George Springer has not been signed as of yet. Uh, so we are yet to see where he goes. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, NFL playoff predictions. Let's get to those. Uh, Saturday, the Rams are at the Packers in the early game on Saturday afternoon. It's going to be cold as you know what. Cold as giblets in Green Bay. I will take the Packers in that game, 38-27. to 27. And the Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. That's going to be a tough game, man. I mean, the Bills are incredible this year. I think that they're going to be really tough to beat at home, especially with the 7,000 fans that all of a sudden the state of New York is now allowing fans into the stadium. So that's awesome for them. I'm going to go with Buffalo. I don't think Lamar Jackson has the fortitude to go into Buffalo, into that cold weather, and succeed at a high level. Uh, so I'm going to take Buffalo. On Sunday, the Browns and the Chiefs. At the Chiefs, I look, Baker Mayfield went to old uh, Oklahoma. He's a Sooner. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's that good, to be quite honest with you. I'm going to go with the Chiefs because they're the Chiefs. Game of the week, Sunday night, the Buccaneers play the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Uh, who that? Who that? Who that say they're going to beat them Saints? I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. So I'm going with three home teams and one away team. Uh, let's talk about the, let's get to the miscellaneous section of beer sports, whatever the Jacksonville Jaguars have a new coach, urban Meyer, last of the Ohio state Buckeyes, uh, finalized the deal for him to become the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So good for him. Uh, cool story here in the city of Houston, the owners of I car wash on 1960 are upset about James Harden leaving the Houston Rockets. So if you go out there and exchange your jersey, your James Harden jersey, you get a free car wash. So that's kind of cool. Um, let me ask everybody this. Now that everybody's uh, seated, tuned into Beer Sports, whatever, on our new platform on the Basketball Podcast Network. Uh, so cool. I smile literally ear to ear every time I say that. Um, the, the last calendar year, or the last 12 months, if you will, is are Houston sports cursed? I'm, I've wondered that, right? Like, since I've been alive, the only two teams, I should say four teams have won titles, and that's the Comets. <coughs> Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so, Bob says, I have a few jerseys for a car wash. Yeah, I don't even want to know how much you're going to be cleaning out from the house, uh, James Harden related. Uh, but honestly, like, is Houston sports cursed? If you think about this, right? You know, Justin Garfield, you know, says that they are. Think about the Astros. The Astros get caught up in a cheating scandal that every team in the league cheats. The Astros were just dumb enough to get caught. And that rat, Mike Fires, ratted them out, which, you know, he deserves. His sports career deserves to be in a deep, dark hole somewhere. Um, Ryan says they, def they definitely are. You know, all of these things, you know, you, you look at and you think to yourself, like the Rockets, James Harden forced his way out of Houston. They were a hamstring away from winning an NBA championship back in 2017. The Texans have been hampered with Bill O'Brien. You know, the 
the all of these things. Like I think to myself, like Houston sports genuinely might be cursed, and I'm. It sucks. Like it really does suck to think about the fact that. Like maybe there's just a dark negative cloud hanging over the city of Houston when it comes to our professional sports teams. Like between the Rockets, the Astros, and the Texans, who is best lined up to win a NBA champ or excuse me, win their next championship? The Texans aren't close. The Rockets are no longer close. Like the Astros are the best chance for the for another championship. Do I think the Astros have a shot at winning the World Series this year? Maybe. I mean, possibly. I mean, San Diego uh, is going to be really, really good. But yeah, it's definitely the Astros, as you know. Austin, uh, you know, points out here. Let's get back to so that. <laughs> so here's a statement, real quick, as we get back to the Rockets, as we're going to wrap up this inaugural show on the Basketball Podcast Network. Uh, James Harden's restaurant says 13 restaurant will still be opening at the end of this month. Our entire staff and team are looking forward to providing top-notch service and bringing a one-of-a-kind dining experience to Houston. We're looking forward to sharing our extensive menu and beautiful restaurant with the city. Uh, they better enjoy uh, three months' worth of work. You know, uh, and here come the the jokes. You know, the 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 meal at the you know there. You know, it's going to be pretty good. But when you ask the kitchen to close out the meal with something great at the end you know, the dessert, you know, it's going to flame out or something stupid like that. Somebody's going to make, you know, that type of comment. Uh, but yeah, James Harden restaurant, I give about five months before it closes. It, ju it just is not going to happen. Uh, Austin says, I heard there, it's the same waiting staff they use at Treasures. Somebody asked me today, they were like, who's going to be more upset about James Harden being traded? Rockets fans or the strippers here in the city? It's probably going to be pretty close. Let's close out the, the, the funeral of James Harden as a Houston Rocket. James, it's, it was so great to have you as a Rocket. As a fan, back when we acquired you the day before the season started in 2012, the Rockets were going to be led by Jeremy Lin and some white guy named Chandler Parsons, I think, was still on that team. You saved Houston Rockets basketball from basketball purgatory. Let's be honest and call it what it is. You saved the Rockets from being just a mediocre team for the foreseeable future. You played your heart out. You came to the city of Houston and became a superstar. The city of Houston made you a superstar. You were a good player in Oklahoma City, but you became a superstar here. You became a favorite son of the city of Houston. The way... The, the, you should have won a championship here in Houston. You absolutely should have. In 2017, your team was good enough to win a championship if Chris Paul did not get hurt. Your numbers here, in the time that, that you were a Houston Rocket, from 2012 to 2020, you scored 5,000 more points than any other player in the league during that time frame. And people will come up to you, or excuse me, people will say to your fans, when they are defending you, that he never won a championship. And you know what? That's right. They're, they're, they're totally right. There's a lot of great players in the NBA who, past and present, who have not won a championship. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo has not won a title. Charles Barkley never won a title. Allen Iverson never won a title. Chris Webber never won a title. There's enough players in the league's history 
that they have never won a championship. That's not the end-all be-all, right? But the fact is, when you made the statement the other day that you've done everything that you can do for the city of Houston, I don't believe that statement. I don't believe you. Because you came into this season, you never gave this roster a chance this season, right? You came into this and you said, Carl Malone, John Stockton, never won an NBA championship. Uh, you know, Austin says, literally crapped in his hand and smeared it across everything he built here. Don't touch the door on your way out. He's not wrong. You know, so you know, Patrick Ewing is another player. But let me finish this real quick. I'll you know, continue to comment, but I'm going to finish this monologue and we're going to wrap up. The Rockets gave you everything, James. They really did. You know, if you think about it, you know, when you first came here, you know, the, the first big free agent guy that you wanted was Dwight Howard. And the Rockets went and got Dwight Howard. They packed up a plane. They went to uh, L.A. and courted him with Akeem Olajuwon and Daryl Morey and all the guys. And they got him. Like, they, they, made, they made that happen for you. You wanted Chris Paul. They got Chris Paul. You didn't want Chris Paul anymore. You wanted somebody else. They went and got your boy, Russell Westbrook, who you've been buddies with since you were a kid. Okay? You didn't want him anymore. And you semi-wanted John Wall. The Rockets gave you everything. And then you, like Austin said, you know, you said literally crapped in his hand and smeared it across everything that he built here. I just don't understand what happened you know, to you and towards the end, you know, I, I'm not really upset now. I'm more after watching the game tonight. If, if COVID-19 has taught me personally anything, first of all, it's about personal growth every day, right? It's about becoming a better person each and every day. And it's taught me that sports are trivial, right? Like sports are sports. Sports are meant to be fun. They're, they're meant to be shared with family and buddies. And you know what, if your team wins, awesome. If they win a title, then be like Lewis Brown and I go to the store and spend $3,000 on, you know, the towels and the bobbleheads and everything like that. But honestly, it's just sports, right? They, the love that the city of Houston had for James Harden was more than him just being an athlete. We loved James Harden. We defended James Harden and you just spit in our face on the way out. And so, you know what, honestly, people, it's so divisive. People are like, well, if he, you know, in Brooklyn, are you still going to root for him? Hell no, I'm not going to root for him. He's not my guy anymore. He doesn't play for my team. And and you know what? I'll be I'll the first show here on uh, on the Basketball Podcast Network. I owe this man Ryan Davis an apology. Honestly, he told he called it. There's so many people that called it every step of the way. They were like, Harden's not the guy. Harden's not the guy. And I continued to defend him. You know, we continue to say, no, he's our guy, man. He's our guy. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. And at the end, you know what? Maybe he just showed who he really was. And it took something like that for me as a fan to honestly see the type of person and the character that he has. It, it, it's not somebody that I really want on my team at this point. Um, so you know what? Good luck. Best of luck in Brooklyn. Watching the game tonight is honestly some of the most fun I've had watching Rockets basketball in a while. You know, they're going to go young. They've got Christian Wood. That's awesome. They've got Jay Sean Tate, who they found overseas, who I think is going to be a stud, an absolute stud. Um, you know, they're going to go young. KJ Martin that they drafted. It's going to be so much fun. With all that being said, what we are going to do here uh, is we are going to, in honor of uh, James Harden, 
leaving the Houston Rockets. We're going to have a 24 shot clock where I'm just going to sit here for 14 seconds as a moment of silence with what James Harden did for the 2021 season. And we're just going to sit here and have a moment of silence and remember what James Harden's time was as a Rocket. All right. That's enough. Just kidding, Ryan. We're actually not going to do that. Um, as we wrap up here, we are going to, we just heard from another fan of the show, very dear friend of the show, Mr. Jared Mandel. Rockets franchise failed by catering to Harden's demands on the Westbrook trade. This isn't Harden's fault. This is a front office and ownership failure. Once they lose the power to make autonomous decision is when it's over. They're there to protect Harden from himself. I don't disagree, J-Rod. I really don't. Uh, but that's another story for another day. Uh, but this concludes the first uh, episode of the Beer Sports Whatever podcast on the bo- the Basketball Podcast Network, the new home and platform for Beer Sports Whatever. Moving forward, we will have two shows a week available on multiple platforms. We're going to have a lot more information coming out very shortly, probably tomorrow at some point this weekend. But all of our shows are now going to be a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And I really just want to say thank you to everybody that has made this possible. Uh, from everybody from day one, you know, White Shoes, uh, Pops, uh, you know, Lewis Brown and I, for people who are just watching this on other platforms, my dad and I, you know, it started off with Paul Como and I, and Paul went and did his own thing. Uh, but my dad stepped in uh, at a time where I really needed a co-host and we made it the first father-son uh, podcast uh, that I know of in the city of Houston. And the ability to talk sports with your dad is something that I hold really uh, close uh, to me. Uh, not only, you know, him, everybody, all the, the special guests that we've had and all the, you know, Nick's place who was a home to beer sports, whatever, uh, when not a lot, of, a lot of other places would. Uh, it's going to be uh, beer sports, whatever is going to live on uh, for a long time. Let's put it that way. We're going to have a lot more contests. Uh, we're looking for sponsors. We're going to have giveaways. Like It is going to be incredible. We have new logos coming out. We're going to have stickers. We're going to have T-shirts. We're going to have hats. It's going to be awesome. You know, we're, we are going to be uh, – my goal of this show is to make it the most interactive podcast in the city of Houston. You want to talk sports, mostly basketball, um, moving forward because we are on the Basketball Podcast Network. This is going to be – your home. If you want to be a guest on the show, let me know. Uh, but we're going to make this show the absolute biggest and best that it can be. Uh, so please, once the show is posted, share it uh, on your timelines. The more that we can get the word of beer sports, whatever out there, the better it's going to be for the show. Uh, very humbly and excited. I sign off on my first show on the basketball podcast network. Uh, through through Amaze Media Labs. Thank you to the team uh, for inviting me to the platform and giving me this base to talk sports uh, with the people that uh, I love talking sports with. And until next time, y'all have a great week and a great weekend.